Hi everyone, it's Scholastica and I'm going to continue from the series I stopped some months ago, The Purpose Driven Life by Requiring. I stopped at chapter 7 and then I'm going to do chapter 8 today and that is planned for God's pleasure. We were all born into this earth for God's pleasure. The writer said that God was smiling at our birth as an unseen witness. Bringing enjoyment to God, living for his pleasure, is the first purpose of our lives. You should never feel small, but you ought to come into the office God formed you for. We are so valuable to God that he even wants to keep us for eternity with him. One of the greatest gifts God has given us is the ability to enjoy pleasure. I'm not talking about behaving anyhow. I'm not talking about living your life the way you want to. I'm talking about something more big, something better than that, better than going around, living your life with, in quote, freedom to do anything you want to do. No, I'm talking about a life of worship, living a life of worship. That's what pleasure is. is. That's what pleasure is to God. Giving him worship. Reverencing him in all we do. Our lives should be that of worship. Anything that you do that brings pleasure to God is an act of worship. Worship was actually described by the writer to be multifaceted. That means there are some, there are some sides to it that we have not actually discover, discovered. Just like there are some attributes of God we don't know yet. And we might never know till the time till the time we die, you get. So there are some attributes of there are some aspects of worship that we don't know. Worship is as natural as eating, sleeping, breathing. And whenever we fail to worship God, we always tend to have this and temptation of finding a substitute, even if it ends up being ourselves. And I pray that we will not reach that point where we substitute um God for something else. I had this perception of worship being only about singing out. Like, I actually love singing. I actually thought that worship was about worship, singing songs, snatch songs, Jim Johnson songs, Hill songs, and all that. Just pouring out your heart to Him, carrying the mic, singing in your room, closing your eyes, bringing out tears at times as you are. As the song hits you, in quotes, and all that. But <laughs> worship is more than that. It's more than saying, I worship you, great I am. It's more than that. And worship is about our lives. It's about everything we are doing. Doing it all for the glory of God. Presenting our lives as a living sacrifice. As a living sacrifice. We are alive, but we have been sacrificed. We have been nailed on the cross with Christ. You understand? Submitting our will to God. So that's what worship is actually about. Dying to self. That's what worship is all about. So that whenever we come into the place of... Um, whenever we come into the office of... Um, um, Remember we come into maybe our school or our workplaces, we will live as people that have sacrificed on our lives. We live as people that have sacrificed our lives unto God, you understand? So that's what worship is all about. So worship is beyond songs, it's beyond songs. Let us not be narrow-minded.
minded anymore. Let's not be narrow minded anymore. So, going to school is an act of worship. Sleeping is an act of worship. Reading our books, reading Bibles, reading good novels is an act of worship. Greeting people around us is an act of worship. Reading our Bible, denying oneself of things for God. These are all acts of worship. Many things, many other things. It's not just this. I'm just, I just use this as an example. So, let us not just limit ourselves to songs. I've said this before. Then, about singing itself. Singing is an act of worship too, and most times there's this kind of conception we have about um, singing being an act of worship. We tend to limit worship to songs that are slow, and then we now call fast songs praise. Like we hear the songs like, um, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, we now um, say, oh, this is worship. And then when we now hear, um, I'm saying, which one am I even saying? Maybe I've got Jesus in my life, I'm living for his glory. And I say, oh, this is praise. So that one can actually be a worship. That one is actually a worship. Just that it has a different beat to it, you understand? So worship is not only limited to slow songs. So most times people have this misconception about worship that when they go to a church, a different church that maybe, is, that maybe plays um, the band in a very, 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 a different way they tend to get so lost and confused and start moping around as people just close their eyes worshiping sometimes people even run around worshiping jumping worshiping and then <laughs> that will not be like what are these people doing please what they are doing is and actually an act of worship so let's not just narrow our minds to what we grew up to know when we worship our goal is to bring pleasure to God, not ourselves. Those times we tell ourselves we did not enjoy worship as a song because the song leader did not sing well or maybe the song leader sang songs we did not like. It actually made God to um, reject our own singing of that song, you understand? Because we are not singing it with a heart, a pure heart towards it. We are we are we are we tend to whenever whenever we do those things we tend to judge those those acts of worship and whenever you come to god half-hearted and he put all with the heart of hypocrisy he doesn't really accept those things like if you look at isaiah 29 you can study isaiah 29 the time where god talked about um them being half-hearted and hypocritical um i won't i won't i won't i won't read it here but i would want you to just look at it later Worship is not a part of your life. It is your life. Whatever you do from today, please dedicate it to God and perform it with an awareness of His presence. Let's try and remember how we felt when we had feelings for someone, for people that have ever been in love or are still in love or are married. Let's remember when we first had feelings for um, the person. The thought of the person always came to your mind, I'm very sure, at every point, at any, at any time of each day. That is how our thoughts about our God, about God, about our Abba Father should be. The feeling should never die. We should never come into a place of 
you should come into a place sorry of constant thoughts about him constant worship to him he actually values it a lot like if you, if you know how god just if you know how god values worship eh, you'll be doing it every day he made us in his image let me tell you he you already know that he made us in his image so he has emotions like us so i know how we usually feel when our close friends or spouse for those are married that are married sorry doesn't acknowledge you being around or doesn't show maybe doesn't um express your love language i know how most times we feel we feel as if the person doesn't love us anymore as if the person um, is losing interest so understand that whenever we don't worship god whenever we don't live a life of worship that god feels the same way understand this and have this mindset that God actually values it and work with that mindset. We were planned for God's pleasure and worship gets in pleasure. So I actually, I'm actually going to make a prayer now and I'm saying this, I pray that our eyes will be opened to see the heart of the Father concerning worship because what I've said is little compared to what God actually um, takes worship to be. So I actually pray that God open our eyes to understand what worship is. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a lovely day. Bye.